Jeffrey Dahmer soaking blood. The Unabomber blowing up. Waco, Texas, and Heaven's Gate. Alien modified men from apes. Hitler faked his death and then escaped. Bigfoot and the Mothman. Son of Sam talking to dogs again. Witches, ghosts, and goblins. Mysterious noise and hot things. Dark arts and the skull and bones. Most celebrities are probably cloned. So when you're feeling all alone, grab a beer and get stoned. I welcome you to the podcast, Strange Brew. We're here to entertain you. We're here to entertain you. It's about to get strange. Welcome to the Strange Brew Podcast. Whoop, 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 whoop. I am uh, Tomcat, aka Tom Thompson. You're uh, your crazy conspiracy host, Canadian style. I am Justin Taze. I got the Justin Taze bl- in the bitch. Blaze, I guess. We yeah. almost uh, we almost oh, lost man. this host. Uh, I just have to mention this straight off the hop. Um, after guy. the last episode, <laughs> I know Justin. After the last episode, we recorded what I did the pirate episode. Let's just tell the story full on. All right, kind of brief Justin a little bit because it was a scary experience, and I'm not meaning to do a PSA. Do you know what that is? Um, a public service announcement. I was gonna say like piss something. You can talk a little oh, louder. Oh, piss something, something. I don't know. No. I couldn't figure out an A. No PSA is public <laughs> service announcement, but that like you know I've never been ever ever into drugs and anything like I've done my experimenting when I'm growing up or whatever blah blah but that you know Ethan I love Ethan to death uh but he brought over a bag he got from like a buddy he said he thought it was coke and I was like after the podcast he brings it down I'm, I'm pretty drunk like we went through like a 26er of rum and then we also uh, like smoked and we fucking had more beers. Mike even brought more beers than I anticipated. So like he brings out a little baggie and he says he thinks it's coke and his buddy gave him to him. So we meet Ethan like later on the night, like it's like fucking 2 a.m. Kind of like just dip our fingers in. And I was like, it doesn't smell like anything. Something like, so essentially. Already seems off. Yeah, it already seems off. And I've heard the rumors about what I'm about to say. But like it smelled like nothing. And I didn't want him to get hurt in my head because he's younger than me. Like, and, you know, like, I feel like I'm stronger. And I, even when I'm, especially <laughs> when I'm, like, drinking and stuff, especially a lot, like, you know, I feel, like, indestructible and stuff. So we both kind of dip our fingers in and we, I took a taste of it. And I was like, I don't, that doesn't taste like fucking, I don't know. It just didn't, it tasted weird. And, like, I don't, I'm not a fucking coke addict. I've never done that shit, like, in, in a weird way, like, often. <laughs> like, 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 as much as people I know. But it was a weird experience. And so they're having a conversation. We're all like good. We I think we have like a cigarello or something. We go outside and then we come back down. We sit down. And then so like I we're all there sit we're all sitting there talking, but then I end up like Mike looks over and he thinks I'm sleeping and I'm fucking like my eyes are closed and then he's like, Oh, we're he's ready to go. It's like probably like three, three thirty in the morning. And then he realized like my lips start going blue, so they freak out. I didn't even know this is going on because obviously I'm out, and so they think I'm like maybe gonna be drunk, like uh, too sick or something. They want me to choke on my own vomit, yeah. so they turn me on my side. All this stuff goes on, so they end up having to perform CPR on me, and Mike's fucking cell phone runs out on like uh, as soon as he's about to call the ambulance, Aww. and it runs out. So he has to run home. Luckily, he's like two, three houses down from me, so he gets his girlfriend, and she has to perform CPR on me while they've been pumping on my chest, and they're like pressing hard. My ribs still hurt. So. <laughs> 
I wake up in uh, essentially when they're like popping oxygen, like just before the ambulance showed up. Uh, Ethan said that I came to. I started at least looking around, and then I st- I have flashbacks of like the uh, paramedics yelling at me, and I have flashbacks of them uh, using the oxygen little pumper that they have, they that thing they put over your mouth and they pump oxygen yeah. into. So I'm freaking the fuck out. This is trippy as shit, and like I don't really like I kind of come to and I kind of remember them going up my basement stairs like pulling me with you on the uh, yeah. stretcher and shit. Gurney or whatever. Yeah, the gurney or stretcher gurney. or whatever. So I remember kind of being in the ambulance, like, what did you, what did you take tonight, Thomas? And I'm like, I was just doing a podcast because I couldn't talk <laughs> properly and shit. They fucked your lungs and ribs up. <laughs> yeah. And they, yeah, and they were pumping on me hard. So like, essentially, like what happened was that I technically OD'd uh, because it, w- it was new to my system and I wasn't someone that's ever taken anything like this before. So it fucked me up and they had to like, you know, run my blood and do all the things. So I was in the, like the hospital and the, like the emergency room, like texting Mike and be like, what the fuck happened? Like I'm fucking like, it's why am I in a hospital? <laughs> so they had like going through my blood and it was like, yeah, there's obviously like alcohol in your blood, but uh, there's also fentanyl. And we've talked about fentanyl on this podcast before and how it's fucking up our, like, small city and our crime populace, our crime ratio is, like, nuts. Um, but, yeah, this the, it almost killed me by literally just tasting something that was small in a bag that looked like cocaine. Just tasting it. Yeah, just sticking my, dipping my finger That's in. and fucked. And I, you know, Justin kind of just, I've told Billy and people that I'm close to and stuff, but it's still, I don't mind saying on this because I kind of want people to understand that this shit can get real crazy. You can think that you're the most indestructible person and you're strong and, and, you know, like, but no, like my heart couldn't take it or whatever happened, but Ethan did it with me. And, uh, but maybe he just didn't get the exact same amount that I did. And that's what they like. We just both kind of dabbed their fingers in, but I got affected by it. Or maybe he's gone to the same buddy before and he's built um, an immunity or a tolerance. I I hope not. And I hope that wouldn't be the case. But like, you know, I haven't seen Ethan in a couple of years. And I love the kid. I do. Like fucking, we used to work in uh, restaurants together. And I always wanted to be that big brother person. But a serious topic to start something that is very serious. We're going to joke for sure. But I just wanted to mention that because it was something that's significant that like if uh, Mike that's been on the podcast many times before, if he didn't know CPR properly and didn't bring his girlfriend over to help and stuff like that, like I 100% definitely could be dead. They even said that if they didn't do the CPR properly and they might have hurt my ribs a lot and my ribs are in pain and uh, they're getting better now, but that I could have microfractions, but they did x-rays. You know, your, your host, this podcast hopefully would have went on that someone would have taken over correctly, but I've never been that close to death. I've had a crazy life, as I've kind of slightly mentioned on this podcast, but I've been through numerous crazy things in my life, but that was definitely the scariest. Waking up in an ambulance when I've never even broken a bone. You got very lucky, Tom. Somebody likes me. <laughs> Probably. Is it Satan or is it God or Good some question. other entities? Even Chelsea, or, my know, girlfriend, said that like there's someone there's someone watching same. over you. There's yeah. They're all the same though. It's yeah. all the same shit. But like, yeah, that like it would one be like I never got I was just barely one. breathing and my lips kinda turned I went I went blue essentially, but that I just want everyone to be fucking careful and that like don't be going out and trying shit that you don't know what it is and don't try shit in general. Like I ex- like just saying it out of experience and people that I've known too, like drugs are just bad. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> Fucking South Park. I just want to mention that scary thing to mention. And when we're talking about death and destruction and stuff, like, I just like that, you know, life can be short and that definitely taught me something. Not me. It's good. So we're talking about Canadian serial killers, eh? Also want to mention Canada's getting a little crazy because all the fentanyl stuff. A cop just shot a dude in Brantford. Did you hear about that? I did hear about that. I also heard about $200,000. Being taken off the street and just straight Fenny. $200,000? $200,000. Was taken off the street and spent all. That's and I, fucking I nuts. knew the guys from elementary. That's crazy. And the fact that, like, this is getting so bad, that, like, that's a significant amount of money in a small city. That could It's probably worse in Toronto. But it's the fact that, like, what the fuck? Like, I said, like, you know, this would never happen to me. I'm not blaming anything. Like, I'm a victim to my own follies that, like... I'm an idiot for doing that. Yeah. In general definitely. and not thinking about it and not thinking that it would affect me. Don't blame another, blame yourself. Yeah, but, but still. the fact that like you would never have these drugs if fucking pharmaceutical companies didn't make them. Like yes. that that's what's fucking trippy to me in my aspect in my head. Mom's a nurse, my grandma was was a nurse. And like now they have car fentanyl, which is a thousand times more potent than morphine. So like you get like morphine yes. and heroin and stuff is like on the like now the lower scale. I did but morphine like, the other day. Yeah, did you? It was great. You half a night. <laughs> but no, like, no, it was a pill. It was a fucking something. Are you joking, right? No. Why would you drink morphine? It was a pill. I, I mean, it's morphine. Who sure, sure, too? sure, mom. Oh. Your breast cancer pain pills. <laughs> I'll take her some. <laughs> wow. Okay. No more of that. <laughs> Building up a tolerance to get to that Fanny, Tom. I don't want to end up you. like you. I've heard enough <laughs> jokes with my buddies about, like, because I couldn't be here, and everyone was like, you're here now. You're yeah, here now. It's a joke now. It's like, it's in the past. Don't, Man. Just don't be there again. No. So, we're drinking on Canadian whiskey. Old, dirty whiskey. Liquorman's. Liquorman's. Old, dirty Canadian whiskey. It's by the Trailer Park Boys. I like it. It's tasty. It tastes like something else, obviously. like the, It's kind of like... It's not different. I don't know. It's, it's good. Not <laughs> tastes like whiskey. Tastes like whiskey. It's but uh, because of the Canadian though, yeah. subject, I just want, you know, I'm sorry to get on that, on that note that we were on, but I had to go there. Despite Canada's reputation for being the nice guy around the world, Canada, like any other country, has its fair share of serial killers. A country known for having some of the most friendly people and always have a helping hand for other countries. Bailing people out of World War. But not these wicked killers from the Great White North. <laughs> We're discussing some of the most psychopathic murderers that would never say, Sorry, eh? From big cities to rural farmland, Canada is a perfect place for serial killers to hide in the diverse Canadian population. <laughs> you hear about the two guys coming closer and closer to our area? No. Uh, they've me. killed several people, and they There's are two guys. They know who they two guys. Good survivalists. They have photos and everything, but they're sneaking their way in. And once they get to population, shave your face, shave your head, and you're gone. What? Look it up. What? It's something you should post on our on our page because yeah, it's coming to all of Ontario. So all the, these killers are coming closer and closer. Two, they're very close to civilization, very populated civilization that you disappear in. Hmm. We're going to get straight into this. So this is definitely a well-known person we will probably cover, like, in full extent. But Robert Picton, born on October 24th, 1949, in British Columbia. Robert William Picton, other words, Willie. What's up, Willie? 
Fuck. to his friends. Do you know who Robert Will Picton I is? Am. You know I, don't, who, I don't know. Willie, I think. Willie, I think of Will I Am, okay? That's a f- why. That's a sad reference. That's but he was captured in 2002 for being a murderer. The scope of his killings is unknown exactly. He was charged with six murders, but confessed to uh, 49 with an undercover agent masquerading as another inmate. So Willie Picton worked. He was down a farm out in British Columbia. And he just like he 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 enjoyed killing prostitutes. Like he would especially like uh, prostitutes are known as the lesser dead. We've mentioned it before, but also like it's like uh, black prostitutes, especially around this time era in the nineties. BC side racial issues still. Yeah, and like the whole like there is massive drug problems in Vancouver and stuff. But like there's a lot of prostitution. Yeah, there's like a skid row. It's it's an empty you do whatever you want kind of country. It's still a big like. It's there's a, a lot of shit. BC though, you know, I, you, uh, I yeah, know what BC a, it's, is. It's, it's a still province. a lot of cra- crazy yeah. For shit how going small over of an there. Island it is, yes. Picton and his brother were multi-millionaires, operation operating a pig farm in their hometown. He also mm-hmm. had a non-profit charity named the Piggly the Piggy Palace Good Time Society, which actually Nickelback before they were famous played on his ranch because they would do like weird charity events Holy. and. They would have like concerts and stuff, and Nickelback played on their fucking and their piggy pig palace. Farm. And those pigs are probably like eating all his hooker bodies. Yes, they are. <laughs> you must have heard of this. No, I just pigs are you, they'll eat bones. Yeah, and that's exactly that's why he's famous in the way he is because he did feed all the hookers uh, and all his victims to his pigs, and then Started he also it. sold it as meat. Yeah. That's he uh, fucked. He, confer- uh, he converted a former slaughterhouse to a dance club, began holding raves in the 1990s. On any given night, he would have upwards of 2,000 people, including prostitutes and many members of the Hells Angels, which are coming okay. through Brantford right now, and they're all around all the time. Yep, they hit Paris uh, really hard with guns and drugs. Now they're coming here. Which is pretty interesting. Paris is a small town that I actually grew up in. And uh, a good buddy that I have no idea what the fuck he's up to now, a kid named Chris. But uh, a kid I grew up with, his uh, parents like were grew copious amounts of marijuana when they were young. Um, and they knew a lot of Hells Angels. And when he first got, he, he got a motorcycle and wanted to be yeah. that like biker type yeah of, like, exactly because his Fucking family run the Hell's city Angels. kind of person yeah after his arrest of robert picton 70 million dollars was spent excavating his property for the remain the remains of all these women there's also evidence uh, that he fed his victims to the pigs which i already mentioned resulting in a public health warning in the province of BC because there was uh, human remains found in meat that he sold. Oh, and then they when they, s- at, well, oh. I want to get this when we do a deeper dive on Robert Picton, but they found like there was like buckets full of like human remains and he almost like, oh, when, he like got, Ed when he Gein. got caught. Yeah, when he got caught. It was kind of like Ed Gein, but Ed Gein actually took like just mostly graves and like Ed Gein's uh, the guy that inspired Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But he had like, like, like all stuff that he took from like graveyards. But Robert Picton, all the stuff was his real victims. And it, it honestly, like having a pig farm, especially that way, it is very easy. It is very easy. If you have a farm with fucking pigs or goats. 
Yeah. Pigs and go- goats will eat metal. Goats yeah. are probably better, but they'll st- you don't sell their blood or meat. You sell their fucking bone or sell their milk. That's yeah. about it. No, it is true. Goats eat like garbage and trash and cans. Goats will chew through a fucking license plate. And pigs will do the same thing though too. Pigs are less likely. But they pigs can, will eat a human they body. They can do it, and they'll chew through a bone like nothing. The only yeah. thing you'll find in the remains is teeth. Well, th- yeah, and that's the stupid thing because he was like a hick farmer, and there is video footage of him. And he's like very he is, he doesn't have a high IQ. He's just a hillbilly. He's he, he out there yeah, redneck, around like, them fucking mud traps. Well, like legit, like he was a Canadian hillbilly. Like that's what he was. It's and Canada. Yeah, it is Canada. We're not a bunch of hillbillies. We're. No, nah, I'm not going to say anything. We're city billies. Yeah. Okay. Silly billies. Silly, where's Billy? <laughs> <laughs> Billy. But, like, I, and Robert Picton, like, we'll definitely deep dive, but there's a lot of more information to cover there. But that he, if he would have took out the teeth of his victims, I really don't know how long he would have lasted as a serial killer. Because the they what they they found like different human remains. A lot of stuff was really unidentified. Yeah, but like they found the teeth. Also, I forgot to mention we are watching from dusk till dawn. Great Quentin Tarantino movie, considering uh, what's coming out or what is is out now. Uh, I haven't been here in a while. I forgot we put on movies for this. Yeah, we do. Don't stare at it too long. <laughs> yeah, no, I've just been conversing here. <laughs> Born in 1947, Russell Johnson became known as the Bedroom Strangler. Ooh, sexy. Yeah, During the I like 1970s, that. I want him. He raped and killed a number of women in Ontario. Whoop, whoop. When he... Whoop, whoop. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> well, when the victims were identified, it was deemed that he was... Uh, that they simply died in their sleep. So he, like... Johnson would climb into the windows and the side windows of buildings. Oh, like a fucking shit. cat little burglar, tomcat burglar. Yeah, and I, when I was like doing the research on this, he reminded me of like a Canadian Richard Ramirez because Richard Ramirez would just like uh, pop into like bedrooms and he would. Me and Billy covered him. Yes, I'm not caught up on that very well. Yeah, but like, like you. We talked about uh, Richard Ramirez was a guy like he kind of stalked around bedrooms and hidden closets yes, for hours. Yeah. Slow down his breathing. This is like almost like the shittier Canadian version. He's um, a Canadian ninja, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> like, he crawl into windows of buildings and wait for his victims to fall asleep while watching them for hours. <sighs> they wouldn't hear that though. No, but that's what that's <laughs> Michael Myers mask. So you slow your you slow your heart yeah, rate. Yeah, and that's what like Proper honestly, this is kind methods. of like the Canadian Richard Ramirez. Uh, well, he did enough tax, but he would end up committing his acts and murders and taking them, and he would make them look like they were sleeping. So he like close their eyes and shit. So he'd probably more or less do like strangling stuff that would leave them in a state where ma- like yeah later they would think that it was foul play but when they first found him like oh he just died in yeah sleep. no bruise no marks no nothing yeah. that simple in addition over. to the three murders he was charged with he admitted to seven more as well as 17 other attacks in 1978 he was found not guilty by insanity and was put into Oak Ridge Mental Health Center a maximum security prison so he's uh he's in a mental ward because they actually proved that this dude was actually insane. He was crazy, like fucking Michael Myers, kind of crazy murderer person. Got put in there and he broke out. Like he never well, no, broke no, no, out. No, he never still, broke out, no, but he's, he's fucking insane. He's still alive. No, yeah, he's still there. Can I, we well, go interview? 
We, I would love to interview some killer or something. I would love to do that. Where is he? Um, he's can- Canadian, so he's a Canadian he's institution. In, it's a, somewhere in Ontario. Perfect. Uh, yeah, he's in Oak Ridge Mental Health Center, so it's a maximum security fa- uh, facility. So that's I can guarantee Oak Ridge sounds somewhere that's in Toronto. I guarantee, like, I would love to do that. Like, I don't know. You can drive us there. Yeah, I could. Um, I don't know what we should. Uh, I would love to do that, and I would love to like look into it. But there's been some cases of like kids. Like, there's one dude that like was conversing with uh, um, John Wayne Gacy, the creepy clown clown killer, right? We could take an old serial killer. Come on. Yeah. No, I know, but like he, he wants f- to rape hookers or something, right? Yeah. No, he wants well, no, yeah Olsen, women, or, women. He wants to climb in women's windows and Olsen. kill no, them. Robert Pickton's dead, but Clifford Olson, which someone uh, actually yeah. I want to get into and do a full case on him because when I was a kid going to high school, um, I've always I've mentioned before that in grade eleven. I had, um, we were doing law and studying stuff and the law teacher that we had was a former lawyer. So he got us actually, which why you won't see par, uh, car, uh, why you won't see like Carla Hamoka and like Paul Bernardo on this is because the episode's done and ready. We're going to cover them pretty soon. We're waiting for Bilbo Baggins to come back, but we're going to cover the most infamous that most people know of uh, Paul Bernardo, Carla Mocha. That's why they're not on the list, but I do want to deep dive into Clifford Olson. Cause like even back in the day when I first heard about this, like my law teacher, law teacher was a like, lawyer. So what he, he would get us to guess and figure out who the killer was and kind of in a weird way, it was trippy. So he talked about Clifford Olson and even I, it's a terrible line, but like one of my lines, I was like, I don't know. I was like 16, seven, it's probably 17. 16? Yeah, probably 16, 17. Uh, yeah. And Tom Cass got a little insanity. Yeah, no, it, it, was, it was like, uh, Clifford Olsen mentality, fill your holes, uh, enjoy your holes and cavities, how are you allowed to be in my reality? And it was, like, ridiculous, but I mentioned Clifford Olsen, and it's weird because I just learned it from, like, law class in, like, grade uh, 11, actually. Wow. Weird shit. So he also was stationed in Vancouver and became known as the Beast of British Columbia. From a young age, Clifford Olson was a troubled, uh, he was in trouble with the law constantly. Olson was also known as a bully who was rumored to torture and kill animals. So that's also part of the sign that uh, there's the three traits. The three signs for serial killers are actually you torture animals, you wet the bed as a young age, and also you've had head trauma. Head trauma, like a good smack to the dome. Yeah, it got smacked in the head. Like Richard oh, Mears I'm got fucked. Yeah, <laughs> Richard Mears got I hit by a swing. Animals, um, someone else got hit in the head. There's a there's a bunch of different uh, versions. Most Actually, kids wet the bed though at some point. But in also, life. Ted to, Bundy to did not have any of these traits. Yeah, it, it, I think that's just like a kid trait. You wet the bed. You and no, hit it's your like head. it's a later on. It's a more. It is. The, they didn't torture it, animals. Hopefully. Did you torture animals? I did not. I like animals. I uh, had a friend who did. I was looking at a car. An auto dealership saw like a little that. kitty on the on the chair. Poor it was, Hello, cat. little kitty. Oh, meow. I threw a meow. stick at a duck, and it fucking smoked it in the back of the head. I was just hunting, okay? I was a child. I'm like, I'm hunting this duck. It's so cool. Everyone else here is hunting. I can't hold a bow. And I threw a stick and I hit it in the back of the head. Oh, I it literally you passed recently. behind it. No, but it passed <laughs> behind it and then flopped back and hit it in the head. Thing broke I literally neck, thought you like, meant oh, this no. recently. <laughs> I thought you meant like, I just beat a duck the other day. 
<laughs> so this I kid had the traits of Clifford Olson <laughs> on the trees. The time he was killing, he spent long stretches in jail for crimes ranging from armed robbery to fraud. Over the course of a year, from 1980 to 1981, he killed 11 children and teenagers between the age of 9 and 18. So Clifford Olson was also someone, uh, I think there's some cases where he picked up kids and just did horrific shit to them, which we will deep dive into Clifford Olson. But a lot of what I remember from law class is that he picked up a lot of like hitchhikers, like teen hitchhikers, like 15, 16, around the 80s. Youngsters trying to get to the next town over yeah. and run away. Yeah, and he would, uh, his, he would, his standard uh, method of operation, would he would kidnap the victim, rape them, Oh. Strangle, stab, and bludgeon them to death. Oh, do everything you fucking possibly can, right? You already yeah. raped them. They, they can't Might as well home. bash their brains in with a fucking crowbar. After you choke them and yeah. this and that. That's yeah, he's a disturbing fuck. The major factors about these killings, the fact that it took place in just a short time, within a year. He just went, it's like how Dead Bundy went, like, berserker mode. He kind of did the same thing. He went berserker mode within a year. Started like, I want to kill everybody. <laughs> Everybody Getting to it <laughs> He was uh, apprehended in August of the same year And struck a plea deal for $10,000 Clifford Olson spent a plea deal for $10,000 Which would be put into a trust for his wife and his kid For each body that he helped law enforcement recover He was paid for the first 10 And gave the 11th body as a freebie So he like The bodies he made yeah, and he gave them a, a, the 11th month for free. Because like, he was probably like, this is how many people I killed. While, he was, uh, <laughs> while the fucking public was in mass fucking outrage and fucking like outcry and anger about the payoff because Canadians were like, yeah, if you show us the bodies, we'll pay you. I can't do a Canadian accent, so don't ever ask me to. I'll do, it'll be more of a place in the States. but I can't either, or I'd try. <laughs> Hey there, buddy. If you uh, show us the the bodies, we might uh, we might pay off a little ten grand. Your your wife and kid will be feeling all right. Hey, bud. No, hey, bud. Jamaica. Olson was nonetheless found guilty and sentenced to life in prison. He scored thirty eight out of forty on the psychopath scale, which we will do on this podcast with Holy me, you, and Billy. I'm we're gonna, gonna do lose. it. Yeah, we're gonna. Or, I guess I'm gonna win. Gonna I'm gonna get a forty. Yeah, we're all gonna <laughs> fail. <laughs> and the standard cutoff is 25 to 30. So me and you and Billy, that is an episode that will happen one day. We're all doing the psychopath test. I'm scared of that, but okay. Um, you think you're scared. I've never killed a person. Yet. No, yet. <laughs> the boozing barber. Gilbert Paul Jordan, born in 1931, had a unique murder method. He used alcohol to kill his victims. Operating in Vancouver area from 1965 to 2004. That's a long time to operate. Yeah. Damn right. Damn straight. Canadians know how to get done. Jordan would go to bars and pick up Aboriginal women, of course he would, and bring them back to the hotel room. Then use money for sex so he'd obviously pick up prostitutes and proceed to drink to extreme levels uh, with them with alcohol. So he had a high tolerance. He it's, drank a lot. And yeah. He's like, yeah, bitch, drink some more. Yeah, see, and it said he drank at least 50 ounces of alcohol per day. Oh my so God. he's able to drink the point where his victims would pass out, but he wouldn't. Like 50 ounces of alcohol a day. So a shot is an ounce. So he's drinking 
50 shots a day. That's not bad. No. That's I mean, a day, sure. That's but really like, that's bad. bad. You'd be night. done. For a night, that's no, not bad. No, we maybe drink, like, I don't know, like 17 ounces at the most. Uh, no, I, I wouldn't pass out on all that, though. You're ridiculous. I'd be the only guy that makes it through this guy's murders. I'd I be think like, you say that. The day, hit me the and day you it. say that, but the day you say that, you're you're in a fucking ambulance dying of fentanyl. Shit, I'm going to die of fentanyl because I said that. I'm just saying. So, or they would like, so he said he would pour them more alcohol down their throat so they would die of alcohol poisoning. Oh. They'd probably like. Yes, while the they're alive. No, rate the bodies while they're dead because Ew. it's like a fresh corpse. The police were unable to fully identify this as a murder. So the only time Jordan was charged was man a manslaughter case in 1988. He served six years in prison and was released. While part of a conditional release, he had to abstain from alcohol use and avoid women who consumed alcohol. It's believed that he continued his behavior until 2000, his death in 2006. All right, before he died, he's like, fuck it, I'm going no, back. No, but this motherfucker never back went to, to jail. And never, no, he, he did it the entire time. This motherfucker was picking up prostitutes and That's then... when he got caught, though. And then forcing mass amounts of alcohol on them so they would die of alcohol poisoning, report it, and be like, mm, man, sorry. They drink a lot over here. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> oh, Canada. fucking Canada. We got, we we up in them Newfoundlands. We fucking chug them back. Yeah. Make me some more, dad. Uh, dad uh, that's dad, definitely uh, like corn a, something. I like, I love when Justin tries accents, but that's definitely, that's more Southern in the States. It, it was working for me, okay? <laughs> it was working for me. But like, it, it is, that's a fucking crazy that this motherfucker was like just feeding motherfuckers alcohol. Like, oh, I have a little mole there. That is the weirdest fucking serial killer idea I've heard. Born Peter Woodcock in 1939, he it, later changed his name Woodcock. to David Michael Cougar, like Freddy Cougar. Now Literally he's a spelled cougar. the exact same way. He just, no, he's While just he some old lady prison. at the bar. <laughs> yeah. While he was in prison, I don't know what lady's name is, David. David Michael Cooper, well, he changed his name Davida. while he was in prison. <laughs> Woodcock was born to a 17-year-old mother who gave him up for adoption almost immediately. I'm too young for this little fucking baby. You take it. <laughs> he went from home to home, obviously foster homes, finally settling at the age of three. So that's crazy. Holy Since the day David. he was born, he was in numerous foster care homes till the age of three. He was a poorly adjusted in school and had no friends. His foster parents attempted to analyze and even put him in special schools. So like they analyzed his perception of thought and everything. And like, but generally he was quiet and appeared to be obsessive with his foster mother. Are you, no, no, no way. By the age of 16, he continually to drive his bicycle around various parts of Toronto. Hey, guys. I'm just around here on my, my, my bicycle. I don't really know you, but... <laughs> With what he believed was an army of 500 invisible boys on bikes. So he had a mental health issue. He was obviously some sort of schizophrenic because he thought that he was like, this is my army of boys. Don't fuck with me because I have these armies of invisible ghost boys. And guess what? They're all on bicycles. 
They'll always protect me. They'll protect me. He sexually assaulted and murdered three children aged four to nine. And this motherfucker was 16 at the time. In his most horrific act, he molested a four-year-old girl and killed her by forcing a tree branch into her sexual organs. So this motherfucker shoved a log up a fucking four-year-old girl's... At what age? 16. Oh, 16. Yes. He was completely disturbed. Completely. I um, have no reply to this. So we, I might, we might deep dive into him because his whole case sounds really fucked up. Uh, Woods, Woodcock. I don't want to. I, I don't want to deep dive into Woodcock. Be, uh, okay. On that episode. I, I, I might butt dive, but not like face deep dive. No, okay. We're not deep it's dive. just Woodcock. Woodcock was eventually found uh, not guilty by reason of no, insanity. I'm lying. Don't, don't. Okay. In 1957, and so get this. So when his prime murders were going on. It was during the 1940s to like 50s, so it was in the middle of World War II. So you have to take that into account. But he pleaded the reason of insanity in 1957, and he was sent for treatment, including including LSD tr- uh, therapy. Holy. This motherfucker was giving acid for years. Doctors tried to work with him to improve his condition. They're so, trying to melt his brain, right? So, and make it well, they, when they were experimenting with acid, yeah, and then 19, it was 1957. So it's almost the 60s when acid went full blown. Yeah. Uh, that's fucking crazy to me. That's fucking nuts. It was that, probably more of an experiment. They're like, fucking give it to this fucking retard. There's nothing else that's going to fix him. Let's see what happens. You can't say retard anymore, Justin. I mean, this pooper schnooper. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But that's crazy to me. Because they were experimenting. They did put it in the water and shit, man. Fucking New York. I think it was New York that like put it LSD in the water for like a, uh, a month or something or a couple weeks to see what happened. Everyone was tripping balls. Trip, so, and this uh, was like fucking so these people balls. like in Canada, in Toronto, they were feeding him LSD. They thought that his condition, that he uh, he improved his condition. This was all but abandoned. So they were like, what the fuck? When he believed an alien-led gang known as the Brotherhood would help him if he killed his former inmate. On a weekend pass, he murdered and sodomized the man before turning himself in. So he... Killed him and then fucked his ass. I know Billy's going to be like, sodomy yeah. is also oral. But, like, I know that he probably killed him and then anal raped this dude. Oral is not vaginal. That's all that matters. Yeah. Any orifice <laughs> other than a vagina is an orifice. Yeah. And a like, hole I in a it, human. I thought sodomy You can was... fuck him in the ear or the eye. It's still oral. <laughs> it would still be sodomy? <laughs> yeah. And that's what, like, me and Billy argue about. It's like, is sodomy just butt sex? No. It sucks your mouth and ear and anything else. <laughs> anything. So if Justin wanted to f- skull fuck a bitch. Hopefully. Skull fuck, <laughs> fuck a bitch. What? What? Huh? Don't skull fuck a bitch. No, don't do that. No, just stick it deep, deep This is like, I like the, I do like the subject, and I do like getting into, like, you don't like... Okay, so I'm going to say... Sodomy? Right, no. <laughs> Justin doesn't like uh, serial killer shit and killer shit that often, but... I get it. Justin looks like... Um, 
Don't make me a hundred meter runner and a triathlon in high school. Right now he's wearing a gold chain and he's got his he's got a like blue turquoise turquoise tank top. No baby blue. And you grew your hair out. I'm growing it out. I'm growing my fro. So this will be posted to the Strange Brew page. But Justin kind of like he kind of looks like uh like a swimmer during I don't know I, maybe the 1940s. You don't have to lick the microphone. I haven't touched it with my tongue. Okay. <laughs> we don't want you touching anything. That will be on the Strange Brew page. But I just want like we're like this. I'm trying to make light of everything because you know what? Without Billy, we got to make fun of things. Yeah, Billy, come on. I I got I want to be serious with half of this. I got to I got to In two thousand in September 2016, Elizabeth Wetlofer, a registered nurse, entered an inpatient drug rehab program at the Center for Addiction and Mental Health in Toronto. While there, she can she confessed to staff that she had killed and attempted to kill multiple patients while working as a nurse in various long-term care homes for the elderly in Woodstock, Ontario. The elderly would probably be fucking easy too, right? Well, that's there is a lot of cases of people trying to kill elderly folk that does happen. They hold a lot of cash on them. Yeah, and like I'll be okay. Yeah, and they that you are right about that in general. But Woodstock is a half an hour drive from Brantford. This is someone that's very close. All like these yeah, stories are pretty very. trippy. And she also. Um, she was also working and trying to kill patients in places like Woodstock, Paris, and London, and Ingersoll, Ontario. I was supposed to go to Woodstock with a random Pakistani man that works at the corner store. No, you shouldn't do this that. This week. But I grew up going to Paris, which Joe had mentioned. Party. This nurse was in a long-term <laughs> facility, so this is for uh, uh, old folks that are uh, about to die. Yes. And they went to Paris, a place I grew up with after I went from Toronto to from St. Catharines. Like, that's fucked up to me, bro. Like, bro. 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 If, if my grandma stayed there, this bitch might kill my grandmother. Y'all don't even know, bro. So, Elizabeth uh, uh, Wetfuller, Wetfuller revealed that she had confessed to the murders several times before and was once... Uh, she did it once to a lawyer. So she's like claiming that I confessed to this stuff. I swear I did it. And she was never, she never reported to the police, but she said she confessed to a lawyer. Oh, the lawyer's a good fucking lawyer then. Yeah, she up. got busted and she's like, yo, how do you get me the fuck out of this? Like Saul Goodman on fucking Breaking Bad. But she also has uh, been uh, inquired. So she's charged for doing like unsafe practice towards residents of long-term care homes. And it has been now the circumstances of the whole crime and event. She was trying to kill people without any like detection. Mm. And she's charged and she's Ugh. done. Make them practically un. It's what they expected to happen. This is the... The Shido is given. This is what they're diagnosed with. They're going to die of this anyway, so let's yeah. make it this. That's pretty trippy to me in general that, like, she got away with it for so long, though. And she did it from, like, which is trippy. Honestly, like, Paris is, like, a little tiny town full of drugs that I grew up in. And I wouldn't be who I was today if it wasn't for growing up in Paris and around Brantford. But she went to Paris, Woodstock, 
uh, London, Ontario, which is actually a big gang city. That's crazy, man. You'd be surprised. Canadians don't always say sorry, eh? They might say, you're about to die, eh? Canadians can be crazy people. Next on our bucket is Wayne Borden was a Canadian serial killer who was dubbed the Vampire Rapist. I've heard of him. He's like a Richard Chase. He was known as the Vampire Rapist. The Montreal native was young and charismatic, which helped him get the attention of women. He was known to leave bite marks on the victims, on his female victims, like a Richard Chase. Richard <laughs> Chase was a gothic a, dude. Yeah, well, Richard Chase was um, this uh, the the vampire of Sacramento. I got like very stressed out there. There's sexy bitch, and you're trying to talk, and I'm like. Yeah. Look at her dance with you have to pull that way closer. I can edit all this. No, it's not a cobra. It's uh, no, I pull had it closer one of those. up. No, it's too thin. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay. He was like a Richard Chase, and he particularly uh, was fa- had a fascination with women's breasts. His victims were left with a savage bite mark on their breast, which earned Wayne Borden his nickname. Right? The vampire rapist. Okay, but they just fed him too much breast milk no. and he's like, boobies! <laughs> he raped and strangled four women to death before being caught in 1971. At his trial, bite marks were the key point of the evidence that he that had. That is him. The same way they kind of did like ah. with um, Ted Bundy with his teeth marks. He was sentenced to a total of four life consecutive sentences and thankfully he never got out. He died in prison in 2006. Tooth- Holy, eh? Yeah. This good. was when? 19-something? Uh, 1971 started? when he got caught. Bef- oh, wow. So he okay. died, like, what, like 20 years later? Probably sentenced to fucking several lives in prison. That's fucking 25 crazy. years is life in prison, apparently. That's um coming soon for me, guys. Sorry, <laughs> uh, I've lived half a life. Yes. <laughs> I almost died half a life. Cody yeah. Ledge Brothcliff, which, what would we say his name is? Cody Ledge Bokoff. Ledge Brokoff. Cody Ledge Brokoff is one of the more, Russian. yeah, maybe he's German or Russian, more of the most recent convicted serial killers. He's also known as one of the youngest. Cody was convicted of murdering a total of three women and one teen girl. He committed his crimes in the Canada province of British Columbia. There's a lot of serial killers in... I know, Justin, you're being... We're watching... Um, no, I know her from another movie. That's she's Selma an actual Hayek. actor, but yeah, she's that's Selma so Hayek. high. I know, yeah, that's some Hayek. She's we're watching from Dust Till Dawn, so... Justin's very intrigued. Uh, Salma Hayek is doing a very sexy vampire dance we'll right pay now. Pay her my every penny. It's like talking about, you know, Wayne Bourdain, who's like a vampire rapist. House. But the guy, <laughs> this teenager, was why all these serial killers are all in BC. A lot of them are. He was arrested in 2010 after an RMCP officer pulled him over, so Royal Mounted uh, Canadian Police. They don't always ride horses and wear red suits, so that's yeah, just for show. They're the FBI of the Canadian uh, yes. forces. They pulled him over for speeding, and the officer started to suspect that something was not quite right with the young man. The officer noticed blood in the vehicle uh, and blood on Cody Lechbrokoff or Lebrokoff, or whatever the fuck his name is, throughout his trial, 
He denied ever actually committing the murders. He stated and said that he was simply just involved with them, but someone else was doing it. Shockingly, his defense didn't convince anyone, obviously, and his con- uh, he was convicted and sentenced to life in prison, and he will be eligible for parole in 2035. No, oh, so, he'll be dead, hopefully. Uh, it's he'll, 2020, he'll be dead, hopefully. 28. Um, Wait. I'll be what? F- Do you know if he's still alive in prison with what he's done? So, I will be 46. I will be 39. That's fucked up. <laughs> I'll be 46. You're old. I know. Fucking fossil. Gerald Thomas Archer. <laughs> just joking. Gerald Thomas. I, uh, my girlfriend was watching a movie by Stephen King. That's a Netflix thing. And it was like called uh, Gerald's Game. But she kept calling it Gerald's Game. And it made me laugh. <laughs> so like Gerald Thomas Archer was a serial killer that was active from 1969 to 1971. He committed his murders in the town of London, Ontario. Which London, Ontario, at a point in time, was the highest uh, serial killer capital of the world in the 1950s, actually. Really? Yeah, due to populism. Did yep. they just get smarter, or are they just like? No, they they there gone. was just there was just so many serial killers um, operating in that time era that it made London the like hot spot for serial killers. Actually, and they, they wiped it all out. London's just no, they just got kind of better. There's still massive gangs like in London. Yeah, Ontario. London's fucked. Yeah, I knew when I was uh, in party like you, a hard man. Well, I, when I was in youth jail, um, like I met it. a dude that was a native, and he was a crip in London, and he said how bad it was. It, he My was nicknamed the there. London Chamber Maid Slayer because he targeted victims of women that worked in hotels. After sexually assaulting his victims, he would proceed to beat and stab them to death. Archer. Gerald Thomas Archer was arrested in 1971 and was sentenced to life in prison. In 1985, though he was paroled and able to walk free, we can only hope he didn't commit any more murders during this time as a free man. But in 1985, he died of a heart attack. So he, he fucking just, like, he, he was got doing off. what he's doing yeah. and he had a heart attack? He was a uh, serial killer that pretty much killed within uh, a four-year, three-year span. Yeah, but- and he was convicted of all these murders in London. And he actually got off and was paroled as a free man. And then he died, like, years later. Oh, maybe somebody fucking fed him something to give him a heart no, attack. Maybe I think, somebody no, like pushed no, that on no, him. No, I do believe heart attacks just happen. Or maybe maybe after going outside, he had a very big anxiety attack, <laughs> and that My causes heart. heart attacks. No, but it I does. D- I think that either or that like he definitely kind of just fucked himself up. This maybe. movie ruined titties for me. I know. <laughs> uh, we're, yeah, you what? You just saw the vampire action. They all just. Yeah. Turned in the all vampires. just got so gross. Yeah. And it went like lovely titties, lovely everything. To a guy's gone. melting his face. Justin, I doubt you've broken. ever seen from Dust Till Dawn. Yes. I should. Big. I haven't. I should. Very good Quentin Tarantino. Movie. Without the titty watching. This murderer is actually pretty unique. He compared himself to the fictional television character Dexter Morgan. Oh, he's a policeman. Be? No, Dexter was a blood splatter analysis. Oh yes, so he yes. Was like, he was he was more of a crime scene investigator. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was uh, what would they call those uh, dudes? Um, he was a uh, forensics. 
He was part of the yes, forensics team. Yes. He was a post by analysis. This scored him the nickname, the Dexter Copycat Killer. So he was known as a copycat After killer. After the show. Yeah. Um, another podcast oh. did ca- cover him pretty extensive. I'm not going to mention any names, but it, w- it was good. We'll, we will cover, uh, cover him way probably later. We're like just getting deep we're into gonna this. We're going to visit this guy. Yeah, we're going to. No, he's dead. Damn. I'm pretty sure he's dead. I was going to kill him. Oh, no, he's not dead. He's still in jail. Let's go kill him. Yeah, no, let's go. I mean, let's go interview, interview him. him. He's the only one that we're talking about that actually came, like, he did this for his name. Like, he wanted to be, he's a, he, this kid, guy's a little bitch. He kind of want to do it for his own sake and to make himself famous. He's a dark hero. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he thinks. He yeah, compared himself he saw uh, to like Dexter Morgan, and it's clear that he didn't. Um, that he hadn't. If he hadn't been arrested, he would have kept going on killing people and committing more murders. Mark Twitchell was charged with the attempted murder of many Twitchell. people, and Twitchell would lure men using online dating site PlentyOfFish.com. So he would use POF. Glad I never touched that one. Yeah, so Tinder's he would use POF to lure in like gay men, where men would arrive to their supposedly date, and then Mark Twitchell would fucking murder them. So he's fucking gay dudes, or yeah. is he just killing gay no, dudes? No, he's a gay dude. He's, he's a, a gay, gay dude. dude. He's a fucking gay homo, dudes. and he wants to stay in the closet. And he, he was thinking that he was like committing these crimes and murdering these dudes for a higher purpose. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, that doesn't make sense. Like, That's, I'm a bad guy, but uh, if I kill bad guys, I'm okay, right? Yeah, he would lure them into, like, his garage, like, you suck my dick, and then fucking, like, hit them in the head with a hammer yeah. and shit. Yeah. 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 I'm gonna try that. Yeah, are you? With... Nothing. Females. Nothing. <laughs> I'm never gonna bludgeon a person in the fucking head. I'd slit their throat before I did any of that. Maybe I'm joking. I'm not gonna kill a fucking person unless <laughs> they attack me or someone up. I care about. Okay. David Russell Williams is one of the most despicable serial killers on our topic of discussion. Although it's hard to rank these evil people in terms of the most awful, there is really. They're really all in the same ballpark when it comes to how evil all these Canadian serial killers are because all of them have the same modus of operandi. They just want to kill. I think the drinking guy is the most fucked up one yet. I like him. Yeah, I like him, but I hate him. I'm going to do it smart. Like, these bitches want alcohol. Yo, I'm just going to get them fucked up. This just what we... Or, sorry. This... This just be what we fucking doing. That was was not (laughs) Canadian... This is about what we doing. What are you? What are you doing? At fucking. I don't right? know. I am Pakistani. <laughs> okay. I go. I go dance the balls. <laughs> I I throw my 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 packy dot into the. I shut the fuck up. Yeah, you should shut the fuck up. Tom's Tom's aiming at that dot. <laughs> <laughs> I am because I'm actually trying to think of what that dot's called because I know it. There is a real word. Yeah, I don't know what it is. You're fucking me up, man. Sorry, bud. Man, what is that dot called? <laughs> Love you guys. I'm going to a dance with a guy from Pakistan or, or Arabia. We're going to go clubbing, hopefully. Jesus. On um, my week off. Oh, it's called the Bindi. <sighs> it's the Bindi. I think it's the Bindi that they have on their foreheads. It's, I have nothing against anybody, like I've said before. 
Russell Williams was formerly part of the Canadian Armed Forces, serving as a colonel at a base in Trenton, Ontario. In 2010, he was arrested and charged for his crimes. They listened to his confessions on a tape, and pretty it's pretty tough to listen to. We might post this on the Facebook page. We'll see if it's even allowed. They'll probably get flagged. But Just going to cl- say, when he says colonel, he does not bar- mean popcorn kernels. He <laughs> no. means a fucking leader of general warfare. Yes. His crimes are as vile, and thinking about what he did to his, what his victims went through is heartbreaking. He beat one of his victims and suffocated her to death. He also filmed many of his acts, and he committed masses amounts of torture towards his victims. So this is a, he was a, he literally, I think he did a lot of these crimes on the military base, but Russell Williams, someone will probably deep dive in. He was a military general or a colonel. And that like like doctor not like and not like Colonel Sanders either. This guy looks like a creepy pedophile, and he would like abduct women and put them in a chamber and videotape it all. Yeah, he was like the most fucked up leader of no army. Like, like, like didn't even know not even a leader. He, he was just fucked up, and he would do some crazy shit, and he probably got caught on doing something wrong. They found all this like films and stuff. It's very. David Russell Williams also committed numerous break-ins and would do disturbing things in homes that he entered when he was unseen. So he'd, like, rearrange fucking shit, fuck with people, like, rape women. So because of his military training, this dude would break into fucking people's houses and shit. They'd be like, oh, look, this isn't right, and they'd go to find it, and they'd find it, and then he'd be in the closet right outside He's of where they like found it. He's almost like a military kind of uh, uh, Richard Ramirez. So, yeah, you know, I, I know a little on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like Canadians are just as crazy as everybody else. Just let us say that we're not that sorry. Eh? But that was a good episode. You know, I'm fucking sorry. Eh? We're going to get back to some more Canadian whiskey. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Just know that. I don't know. My PSA. Just be careful out there. You never know what you're going to get till you got it. His PSA pissing central area. No. His Public toilet. service <laughs> announcement. <laughs> All right. It love was me you. and Justin Taze. We love the listeners. We appreciate you. Also, I, I have to mention this. Uh, we will be off if unless I can sneak in a little podcast, but might happen. I am off for vacation next week, so we won't have vacation. an episode uh, for a week after. So when this is released, we won't have a podcast when me and Justin come back on the Friday after. So give us time. I know. Don't get out your razor blades. Don't get out your nooses. We will be back. Yeah, Justin's picking up my fake knife you thought was real. Tell him. We'll be back, Bro, Justin, right? That's really sad of a Don't knife. break we'll it. We'll be back. Hopefully, I can convince him to come after work and do like 20 minutes for you guys. Yeah, okay? maybe we might be able On to On a Wednesday that. or something. I got yeah. a week off. We could do that. Justin's off for a week. Let's do it during the day or something. We'll figure it out. Maybe Thursday night if you want to come over really early in the morning. But we're, we're just saying that you might, if you don't hear an episode, that's because I'm going to a cottage. I'm off for the next uh, week. So He's going to do it with his girlfriend if that's the case. Okay? That won't happen. She's not going to come on the show. Fuck Tom. All right. Do something. Uh, Strangebrew, wait, Tom's going to be fucking. Got he ain't going to be doing Justin I'm going to be off lane in a cottage. I might not be alive today, so. Rejoice. Be lucky you hurt us today. Yeah. I might not be around today, bitches. 
I'm sorry for that. I'm here, though, and I'm ready to bring you guys the most craziest episodes that are ever coming towards the Strange Brew Podcast. Peace out, homies. Yo, we love you all. Canada. Canada. We're going to skate to one song, one song only. You and your flashy cars, many attracts and trashy broads at the bar, acting hard, crack a jaw, flattery won't get you that far. Imagination, you don't got it with your wack bars. I'm a creation like goddess. The last start to burn that word about learn about the world I doubt is even real. I wanna die. Why am I breathing still? Haunted by a thought when I was nearly killed. Doctors say I need a pill. Cocksucker lie, just smoke weed and Full control them with a needle filled with illnesses You're like a toilet, you're full of shit We're exploited and ill exist To destroy it, kill this bitch, kill her dead Spill the blood, spill it red Feel the love, feel it spread Bitch runs her hands till she fills the head I hate life, why am I alive? Filled with pills and meds Drunk late nights, that's why it's five And I'm still in bed I'm sick, I'm sick inside, I'm fucking ill, I said Expensive chest, wait till the bill you get Relentless nutcase with my hands on a slow waist I read your body, and I still you see at the party To probably watch me talk to these kids about philosophy Cause this world's not what we think it is Your commodities in this comedy bring your kids I insist the lion is awake now It's the takedown, a way of not being a slave now I will never be paid out Girls say well, when they step my room This world's played out, I'm getting soon Hide under a desk, cover your heads, girls Lie to their mothers instead Tell them the truth Then you wonder why she's yelling at you Another lie, you'll be held up in your room Well, you knew the consequences Life's too boring, long and endless Your brains are gone senseless Lost in my sentence Tom Prentice never got mentioned Till now, getting attention From my ill sound If you wanna blaze, I'm still down I'm amazed with my skill now Wow